Day 2 of the Novena to Our Lady With quotes from John Paul II's encyclical Redemptoris Martyr If John's description of the event at Cana presents Mary's caring motherhood at the beginning of Christ's messianic activity, another passage from the same Gospel confirms this motherhood and the salvific economy of grace as its crowning moment, namely when Christ's sacrifice on the cross, his paschal mystery, is accomplished. John's description is concise. Standing by the cross of Jesus, were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing near, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour the disciple took her to his own home. Undoubtedly, we find here an expression of the son's particular solicitude for his mother, whom he is leaving in such great sorrow. And yet the testament of Christ's cross says more. Jesus highlights a new relationship between mother and son, the whole truth and reality of which he solemnly confirms. One can say that if Mary's motherhood of the human race had already been outlined, now it is clearly stated and established. It emerges from the definitive accomplishment of the Redeemer's Paschal Mystery. The Mother of Christ, who stands at the very centre of this mystery, a mystery which embraces each individual and all humanity, is given as Mother to every single individual and to all mankind. The man at the foot of the cross is John, the disciple whom he loved. But it is not he alone. Following tradition, the Council does not hesitate to call Mary the mother of Christ and the mother of mankind. Since she belongs to the offspring of Adam, she is one with all human beings. Indeed, she is clearly the mother of the members of Christ since she cooperated out of love so that there might be born in the church the faithful. And so this new motherhood of Mary, generated by faith, is the fruit of the new love which came to definitive maturity in her at the foot of the cross, through her sharing in the redemptive love of her Son. Thus we find ourselves at the very centre of the fulfilment of the promise contained in the Protogospel the seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent. By his redemptive death, Christ conquers the evil of sin and death at its very roots. It is significant that, as he speaks to his mother from the cross, he calls her woman and says to her, Woman, behold your son. Moreover, he had addressed her in the same term at Cana too. How can one doubt that especially now, on Golgotha, this expression goes to the very heart of the mystery of Mary and indicates the unique place which she occupies in the whole economy of salvation? As the Council teaches, in Mary, the exalted daughter of Zion, 
and after a long expectation of the promise, the times were at length fulfilled and the new dispensation established. All this occurred when the Son of God took a human nature from her, that he might in the mysteries of his flesh free man from sin. The words uttered by Jesus from the cross signify that the motherhood of her who bore Christ finds a new continuation in the church and through the church, symbolized and represented by John. In this way, she who as the one full of grace was brought into the mystery of Christ in order to be his mother and thus the holy mother of God, through the church remains in that mystery as the woman spoken of by the book of Genesis at the beginning and by the apocalypse at the end of the history of salvation. In accordance with the eternal plan of providence, Mary's divine motherhood is to be poured out upon the church, as indicated by statements of tradition, according to which Mary's motherhood of the church is the reflection and extension of her motherhood of the Son of God. According to the Council, the very moment of the church's birth and full manifestation to the world enables us to glimpse this continuity of Mary's motherhood. Since it pleased God not to manifest solemnly the mystery of the salvation of the human race until he poured forth the Spirit promised by Christ, we see the apostles before the day of Pentecost continuing with one mind in prayer with the women and Mary the mother of Jesus and with his brethren. We see Mary prayerfully imploring the gift of the Spirit, who had already overshadowed her in the Annunciation. And so, in the redemptive economy of grace, brought about through the action of the Holy Spirit, there is a unique correspondence between the moment of the Incarnation of the Word and the moment of the birth of the Church. The person who links these two moments is Mary. Mary at Nazareth and Mary in the upper room at Jerusalem. In both cases, her discreet yet essential presence indicates the path of birth from the Holy Spirit. Thus she who is present in the mystery of Christ as mother becomes by the will of the Son and the power of the Holy Spirit present in the mystery of the Church. In the Church, too, she continues to be a maternal presence, as is shown by the words spoken from the cross. Woman, behold your son. Behold your mother. Consecration to Jesus through the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Most lovable and adorable Jesus, who suffered your passion to save us, I adore your ever-glorified heart. You who willed, though being God, to submit in all things to Mary, your Holy Mother. In spite of my littleness and my poor love, I desire to respond to the immense love of your Sacred Heart, so as to unite myself ever more closely with you, I turn to this incomparable Mother, 
whom you have given to me. I consecrate myself to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, so as better to belong to you. I greet you, O Mary, Immaculate Virgin, Queen of Heaven and Earth, sure refuge of the sinner I am. Hail Mary, beloved daughter of the Father, mother of the Son, faithful spouse of the Holy Spirit. Secure in your hands, I renew my baptismal promises, and through you I give myself entirely to Jesus Christ, my King, my Saviour and my God. I choose you today with joy as my mother and my queen, and I entrust to you my life and my soul. I want to love you and to make you loved, to serve you and to receive from you every grace, so that you can make me worthy of Jesus. Incomparable Mother, to this end give me the grace to be amongst those whom you teach, lead and protect. To be worthy of these privileges, I promise to go to confession regularly, to receive Jesus in the Eucharist, to observe the commandments of God, to pray every day and to recite the rosary, to be a source of unity through a great love for the Pope, the bishops and the priests, and through fidelity to the faith. Help me to flee from sin. Protect me from selfishness, lies, impurities and all harm. Make me so perfect an imitator of Christ that I can, through your intercession and your example, come to resemble him in all things. And since I belong to you, O my mother, keep me and defend me, now and at the hour of my death. Amen. <laughs>